Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you everyone for joining us. We're going to have a fantastic evening. We have Dave the Mystic with us tonight. And I'm just going to read to you a little bit about who Mr. Dave is. Dave is an honest-to-goodness rocket scientist and still enjoys the surprise on people's faces when he presents that to people. He lives with his wife in Littleton, Colorado, where they enjoy being grandparents. Dave has been involved with alternative healing since the early 1980s, and he uses many, many, many healing modalities. These are just a few of which he uses on his clients, or perhaps even more. Um, He uses therapeutic touch, and healing touch program. He uses the Teta uh, healing, matrix energetics, herbs and oils, crystals, sound entity and energy clearing. He is an Akashic record reader. He does soul retrievals and karma burning. All of these modalities and then some can be used in person and long distance So David has worked with clients all over the planet and then some. He's worked a lot with very, very, very high vibrational beings, which we're going to talk about tonight, and gives talks about these energies and how they can be used on a personal basis for spiritual growth and understanding. Dave also works one-on-one with those seeking insights and awakening, and I just learned here tonight that he has worked with this uh, work for over 40 years, and recently, I believe you said, on 2019, he was on Coast to Coast, which was a game-changer for him, and what moved him into this um, working to help people. He's an innovator. He uh, understands what is happening upon the planet. He tends to have what we call radical truths and sometimes out there information that can be useful here upon this planet. And so I give you my promise tonight that as we bring his beautiful energy in, that we will be talking to the galactics and hearing information from those higher energies to have you all open up your hearts and minds and consider that the universe in all of its splendor has some really unique understandings, and Dave is going to help us with that unique understanding of the galaxies. Hi, Dave. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, you are so welcome. Always thank you for saying yes, saying yes. We just were talking before the show started that when I started this, I thought, well, maybe I'm going to do the Pure Hope show for one year, and here we are on the 11th or 12th year. <laughs> and you, you have also it's have a radio morning. show, too. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing your radio show? Uh, close to 11 years. Uh, I do it weekly, and uh, so I'm, I'm over 500 shows now that are archived. Wow, wow, wow. Well, 
tell, I know that I've told everybody some of the modalities of what you do, and you just said um, it was a game changer when you went coast to coast and people started calling you, and I asked you the question, why do you think they're calling you? So what mainly is the type of work that you're doing right now as we're going through this time of change here upon the planet? Uh, sort of uh, two different areas. Uh, one is uh, I do lots of uh, energy and entity clearing. I, I clear people, their houses, their their pets, their vehicles, uh, that type of thing, their businesses. And I, I do that all over the, the planet. Uh, when I started doing that in 2008, just kind of on a chance phone call, somebody called me and said they had entities in their house and asked if I could do anything. And I said, well, I'll take a stab at it. I was on vacation, and I did it remotely. And... Uh, that sort of led to me getting fully involved. And uh, so I, I do a lot of that work. I, I see it as being critical for the planet because uh, with all the shifts we've had, especially since 2012, uh, the number of dark entities on the planet has gone up radically. And I, I think it's part of an overall divine plan to give people uh, spiritual challenges so that they'll grow and uh, they'll move forward. The other part of my work is... Um, uh, what I very uh, loosely call uh, healing. And uh, for me, healing takes many forms, and it, it may be uh, disconnecting you from past lives, energies that are coming forward. It might be uh, parallel lives. It might be people sending curses. It might be um, uh, things where your your spiritual evolution is going too fast and you're, you're harming your nervous system. Um, I get a lot of people, and, and I joke about this, where people uh, show up and they say, well, I've tried everything else. And the un, unvoiced sentence there is, so I have nothing to lose by seeing you, which I, I find humorous. But the flip side <laughs> is I work both on uh, a number of alternative modalities, uh, energy healing, matrix energetics, uh, subconscious core beliefs. But uh, frequently I use a, a worksheet where, I look at the spiritual causes of disease uh, because I'm trying to find out why is it when I know your subconscious is just aching to heal you, what is stopping it? And whether you're getting Western medicine, whether you're getting alternative healing, who knows what you're doing? Uh, and it, none of it's taking hold, none of it's taking effect. So what else is there? And so I have about 15 categories that I muscle test to uh, find out, you know, which one's the highest priority to work with. Uh, so hopefully we can get rid of these things that are stopping all these other systems from working, and they should work. But, you know, there's uh, a lot of people, they might go see an alternative uh, healer who's doing just one form of Reiki, and uh, the Reiki usually works, and uh, the, the practitioner usually gets results, but not always. And uh, then the question is, well, when they don't always get results, What's getting in the way? And that's when uh, I, I like to look at these other uh, possible blockages. So uh, I work with a, a lot of different systems, and um, ultimately my goal is healing. And healing might be spiritual, might be emotional, might be uh, physical. Um, it's just, uh, you know, a lot of people need healing these days. Uh, a lot of people need to let go of some stuff so they can grow. 
So do you see the energy blockage within the person, and do you see the energy and the energy blockage of where perhaps the blockage or the stagnant energy needs to be corrected then in the person? Do you see that? I'm more claircognizant. I get intuitive hits on uh, what is going on with the person. Uh, if I do close my eyes, I can see chakras, and I, I work with chakras. Um, uh, interesting technique that uh, I just kind of stumbled on, and I started using it, and um, oh, it's uh, even Jonathan Goldman said, gee, Dave, I, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, I started finding that some people need uh, a chakra transplant, and I work with some yeah. spiritual beings and some sacred geometry, and we actually transplant a new chakra on when uh, the present chakra is uh, so damaged, so distorted, uh, so disconnected from the, the aura that um, it's it's just not going to open up and spin right and, and work. There may be pieces of it missing. So uh, that's another one that's recently emerged uh, as I download new tools. Well, let's talk about these high-energy beings that you talk to, these high-vibrational beings that gives you... Uh, information, and I said to the audience while I was reading our bio that you do a lot of work with high vibrational beings. So, do they? Who are they? Know, well, they they, they come from they? several who different several different realms. Yeah, um, I work with some that are in the angelic realm. I work with some that are in the the gods and goddesses realm. Uh, I see the gods and goddesses as being a separate. Uh, realm under the creator that uh, they were put put into place to help uh, early humans on the planet to do things like uh, develop food crops, uh, domesticate animals, uh, develop civilization, and uh, in the process, rather than just being seen as advanced helpers from somewhere else, they ended up getting deified, and then a whole mythology was built around them that frequently was incorrect because they, they wanted to put in morality lessons. Um, but I, I work with those. I, I work with uh, uh, beings, uh, some that you're familiar with in the, the, the Star Brothers realm, uh, whether it's Commander K or Commander Ashtar, uh, other variants uh, and collectives in that, in the Pleiad Pleiadians and Arcturians. And, uh, but uh, the, the other one that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you know, for some of the listeners if my my karma is running over, or my dogma is running over your karma, but uh, I, I see a, a couple things, and that's uh, I work closely with the Creator, and I see the the Creator, uh, the present one we have, as being number seven, and um, I see that the role of the Creator can also evolve, and a new consciousness can come into the Creator role. Um, I also have found, in working closely with the Creator that there are layers above the creator. So um, this is going to be mind-stretching that, you know, we don't just have uh, uh, the creator as the be-all, end-all. It, it is from our perspective of our universe uh, or our universes, but there are vibrational layers. Uh, there's sort of a continuum up, and uh, I, I've been working with about three or four more layers uh above the creator with uh, the creator's express permission. So uh, that is kind of mind-stretching. Uh, and uh, some of the beings I work with up there have very different concepts. And some of them, if 
frankly, and until I started talking to them, they were unaware of what we were doing under this creator to uh, co-create and to uh, um, cause spiritual evolution. So it, it's kind of helped, um, I'll say, seed new ideas, uh, which you know is, is, is very humbling to be in a position where uh, I can help at that level. So, uh, gosh, there's... Uh, in this universe and other universes, there's there's just nothing that hey, there's always another layer, you know, always another place to look. So I'm going to ask you a question, which I don't know if I told asked this to anybody on the air, but <laughs> so why do you? And I've asked this to me as well. Like, how come you? Why do you? Why do you think? Or how do you know? I mean, why you? Do you think? working with these higher-level galaxies upon layers upon layers and layers? Like, how did this happen to you, and why you, do you think? When, when I've looked at that, um, what, what I've uh, sort of discovered is that, uh, and, and, you know, again, I, I'm not saying this for bragging rights. It's there are some souls that, are pre-selected to be uh, advanced, and um, when I check the number of past lifetimes I've had, I get a number of close to about 1,700. When I do my uh, Akashic Records work, work with people, I've had people who've had as few as six lifetimes, and I've had some as many as 2,800 lifetimes. So 1,700 lifetimes, um, I've found that there's sort of a been a grooming process. You know, now, I, I've had some of the same uh, very low vibration lifetimes that other people have had. You know, uh, we, we've all had a variety of experiences. Uh, many of us are very well-rounded from, you know, being uh, the hero and the king all the way down to the, uh, the, the milkmaid working on the farm. And uh, we, we've all had a, a big spectrum of, of lifetimes. But... Um, for some reason, we're, we're in a time period now where uh, there is a need for many spiritual beings to emerge and to start getting tagged or remembering who and what they are. And uh, this experience has been uh, happening with me. And I think uh, I, I look at my life. I've had a very happy life, a very successful life. Um, I have four college degrees. Uh, I can read a book on a subject and become an expert on it, on it in very short order. Uh, since I've been uh, almost 40 years of this type of work, many, many examples uh, I've had of uh, one-time or two-time uh, experiences to show me what things are possible uh, at higher vibrations and, and give me demonstrations, things such as actually uh, being in parallel universes and having that experience and having independent confirmation from other people that it, it really happened. Uh, I've gone invisible about three or four times, and I didn't even know it except by other people's reactions uh, when I snapped back into uh, their vision. So uh, these, these things that you read about, uh, you know, where people have had uh, fantastic experiences, I, I've seen or witnessed many of them or experienced many of them, and um, there, there's just uh, been some sort of a grooming process where, um, for whatever reason, I'm the I'm, I'm one of the people at the right time and right place to 
get involved with this and to work with it. So, um, I, how how can you say no to to an invitation like that? Right, right. That makes total sense to me. I was literally on another um, blog talk, and the person asked me a question, and I could tell when I was popping out of my physical form, and it's mm-hmm. interesting. I started coughing and just, and then I popped out, and I and I could hear. The interviewer saying, you know, Hope, Hope, are you there? And then, and there was this kind of dead silence. And then I said, and then I came back and said, Oh well, I popped out of, I popped out of reality for just a bit. And now mm-hmm. I'm back, though. You can ask me questions. And it, it certainly didn't take the interviewer uh, on surprise. But I, at that time, because that's when I started popping out of reality and coming back into this reality. And maybe it was to answer some of those questions, some of those questions that she was asking me. So, um, so I find that really interesting. So, do you want to explain to our listeners, because you are an Akashic Record reader, and you can get Akashic guidance, what is Source's definition of an Akashic Record? Um, great question. Uh, I think for convenience, uh, we frame everything in 3D. So um, we, we like to look at Akashic Records as being like a, a big book on a book stand or what looks like a huge library with many volumes where each volume is uh, covers a person's lifetime. Those are all essentially images or metaphors that we can use because we live in a 3D world with 3D objects. What does the Akashic Records really look like? Um, the best I would say is it looks like distributed pixie dust that's energy everywhere and nowhere. And it's, uh, again, using one of our metaphors, um, it's uh, oh, it's like a, a one of those 3D images that you eliminate with laser. And you, you can break it into pieces, and every piece still has the full image. So time and distance don't make any sense in terms of... Uh, interfering with how you can access it. So I I just see it as being a, a background radiation or energy that uh, captures all of the data. And one of the interesting things is, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's it's not captured till it happens. You know, it's sort of like a tape recorder that's running, collecting everything. And yet there are people who read Akashic Records sometimes and they go into the future. So it leads you to one of those things where you wonder is um, do we have free will uh, is the creator looking at the experience of the universe and already knows the punchline at the end because time is not really uh, the same dimension in the spiritual plane that we anticipate uh, who knows there's there's different ways to look at that and given our limited set of senses we probably have a difficult time comprehending whatever the true answer is I just see it as uh, a great big um, distributed ball of data that uh, we can tap into. I think most people can be taught how to tap into it. I I start out with a, a visual image of it uh, when I meditated of seeing a book, and then I went to seeing a library, and then it just became very clear cognitive where uh, somebody says, well, have I ever been a a king before, and boom, I, I just start getting a download of the information, and more questions we ask, more information I get. So it, it comes to me very easily now. 
And uh, I, I find that very helpful when I do healing work because I find that some of those past lifetimes, uh, from my point of view, past lifetimes are still ongoing. They are, are not uh, over and done with in the films and the cans. So uh, you can have a past lifetime that uh, they're working in a marble quarry and they drop a block on their foot and crush your foot. And about that same time, you get foot pains and they don't have any organic cause as far as we can tell. And I do some work in this just to check that, well, that past lifetime with the sore foot, for whatever reason, are reaching forward in time to see if you can help them uh, get some relief. And so we help them get their relief and then help them disconnect from you so you don't have the, the, the symptoms. Um, so the Akashic Records are, are there. there. There are different models in different societies. You could say uh, these are records written on palm fronds that are stored in caves. You could say uh, it's energy stored in quartz crystals as a, a form of data storage. Um, I don't think, um, I'm just guessing that with our eyes wide open, living with a 3D set of uh, dimensions and time, uh, we're, we're very well equipped to probably look at them in their true native form. We, we just don't have the, the spiritual capability. I love that. So um, let's talk about the time of change that is going on in our nation and in the world at large. Is that part of the Akashic record for Gaia Mother Earth? Is this part what is happening with change, what's happening with all of the shootings, with all the things that are going on, is this part of the Akashic records for Gaia Mother Earth? And is that what you would call the age of Aquarius or the golden age? Or that many people use that terminology? Well, um, probably yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> I look at what's going on as... Uh, part of a bigger picture. And the bigger picture I see is that I think we're very close in a matter of uh, months or years uh, from having a significant vibrational shift for many people where they may be going to uh, a higher vibration level of Earth. Uh, and I believe that there are several layers of these Earths. I think this is tied into moving from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. Uh, my energetic feelings are is that we've definitely shifted into Aquarius. Some people are saying 1997. Some people are saying 2012. Uh, one of the difficulties in astrology and astronomy is they can't pinpoint a date for moving into the next sign when we do the precession of the zodiac. So, um, you know, you could argue that age of Aquarius won't start for 200 years, but we are feeling such That's energy here to move upwards that uh, I do think we're uh, in it, and it, it has certainly a different flavor than uh, the age of Pisces. And I, I, I view the Earth as being uh, the boot camp of the universe from all my journey to other, uh, other planets that are inhabited in the universe and other civilizations. Um, I, I just joke that this is uh, the roughest, toughest place in the universe, and it's chosen by many spirits who want to incarnate because uh, with these challenges and the free will here, uh, you can make very rapid spiritual progress. You have a lot of choice uh, that's open to you here. And 
So when I, I look at the pandemic, I look at the, the COVID, I, I look at different challenges on the planet, I see all of those as being part of a divine plan to uh, essentially wake people up, to uh, shake them out of their stupor, to make them take a moral stand, to make them uh, come out and be counted, uh, not to retreat, not to hide, not to sit in the basement uh, playing video games and eating pizza uh, 24-7, uh, nothing like that. I, I see this as an opportunity for a lot of people to really shine and to to put on a smiling face and say, we're, we're going to make the best of this, and, and not to say, oh, my goodness, you know, things are screwed up, people are dying, uh, I don't know what to do, and, you know, to just go and, and hide, you know, stick your head in the sand like a, uh, like a proverbial ostrich. Um, uh, so I, I really see this as being a time of opportunity, and this also always takes me back to uh, something in a Joseph Campbell book, he had a quote about compassion, and I really like it where he says, uh, compassion is the joyful participation in the sorrows of the world. And this goes back to the Buddha, and the Buddha saw uh, three uh, incontrovertible truths. And one is that people age, another one is that people get sick, and another one is that people die. And we will never escape that in this existence on this planet. And uh, so given that, what are we supposed to do? Just sit on the, the beach and say, woe is me, and I'll just wait until I age and get sick and die? No, we're, we're going to make the best of it. So I think uh, following that sort of idea, now's a great time for the compassion to really come out. And, uh, you know, sure, a lot of people are, are, are in dire straits, but there's a whole lot more people who things are going okay and you know, the best thing we can do is try to help other people do better and realize our oneness with them. And when they do better, we feel better. So we just got to keep working at it. Mm-hmm. No, that's kind of how I feel, too, because our energy matters. You know, our um, gift to the universe is our energy of happiness, our energy of joy, you know, that that's uh, and I always like to listen to Jerry and Esther Hicks, and they talk about what is your offering, energetic offering to the world at this time. And um, I just taught that in a class lately. And when you're talking about, yeah, we our energetic offering of joy and happiness is is uh, can help uh, what is happening. So can we change the Akashic records of the world at this time? Do Akashic records change? Can we change? I really see them sort of as a documentation of what's going on. Um, okay. Now, we can have a variation. Uh, I I really truly work with and believe in parallel universes, and the way I see them being formed is, uh, so if you hope, uh, you know, you decide, you know, 40, 30 years ago that you're going to marry Paul when you made that decision, you split off another hope that married somebody named Ted, and you split off another hope that stayed single. And your hmm. spirit ends up getting the, the total of all these experiences of all these options. So I think when you uh, go through life and you make a, a significant choice in your life, you, you spin off copies of yourself for these. So all of that information is also going to be in the uh, Akashic records. And then 
there are people who deal with what they call timelines and uh, alternate universes and time loops uh, where you may be going along on this timeline and you say, wow, this has a really bad outcome if I stay on this path. You know, maybe I have a significant health challenge. And in, in some cases, people have jumped timelines and moved to a separate timeline that has a different outcome. So rather than, you know, that, that cough you have being lung cancer, now that cough you have becomes uh, a treatable form of pneumonia. You're on a different timeline. And uh, I'm, I'm certain that... Um, the Akashic Records, in some way, helps to uh, kind of keep this all tracking and, and sorted out so uh, we, we don't lose the underpinnings of uh, watching or managing all these different realities. Hmm. So when people come to you with illnesses mm-hmm. or have had accidents or whatever it is, then do you help them? I don't know if this is even the right question, but kind of jump onto a different timeline where, let's say, on one timeline, the outcome would be death, and then you would go and help them either vibrate or enter into another timeline where they can get cured? Is that how it works? I think I have inadvertently done that without deliberately doing that. Correct, um, yeah. A, a lesson that was given to me... Uh, a number of years ago, um, I had a young relative who was in high school, and this person uh, was coming down with symptoms. And as everybody sort of did their, you know, online MD, you know, trying to diagnose it, it was really shaping up to be leukemia. And I, I couldn't really approach the parents, uh, some of my wife's relatives, about it because uh, their church tradition. Uh, would not have uh, allowed my my type of work, so I I got higher self permission from the the person who was being uh, uh, who had the illness and uh, worked with them, and when they ultimately got some testing done that was definitive, uh, the testing came out to be mono instead of uh, leukemia, and, and that was a good lesson for me because it said. Healing doesn't have to be all or none. Healing can be uh, a lessening of the diagnosis, and that's just as much of a win. And so that that kind of taught me a good lesson. So I, over the years since then, as I talk to clients who are regular clients, I I ask them, you know, look, if you start to uh, get some pain or distress somewhere, and it's not critical to the point you need to go to urgent care, please give me a chance to work with you first before you have a label on it. Because once you get a label from the the person in the white coat, uh, you're going to start downloading information out of the universe about what it is, what the treatment is, what the prognosis is. And now when I work with your subconscious on all of that information, it's going to be a lot more work for me to help shift that into a place where it's more easily treatable or hopefully goes away. Really interesting. You always fascinate me. That's very interesting. <laughs> so, you know, people, you see YouTube's teachings all the time that's talking about the third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, like with you 
getting information from above and beyond the God source energy. So Mm -hmm. what dimension is that, or is there no dimensions there? Well, let me muscle test and just see if there's a I get there's a dimension, uh, 100, 200, 300, 400, uh, between 3 and 400. Okay. Uh, you know, which is probably meaningless to us here. I'm sure okay. because of my level of consciousness in working with them that when I go in in a meditation and I'm going to bring that back out, that it is uh, um, moved downward in vibration into a metaphor that I can comprehend and talk about, even if I'm not talking about it in its full glory, you know, at the, the higher dimension. But that's mm-hmm. that's true for for five, six, seven dimensions. Uh, we we just don't have a way to get there. Um, there there's a, a wonderful book written, uh, oh, probably 1930s, 1940s, called Flatland, and it's about these stick figures who live on uh, sort of like on cartoon pages, and one day they see this strange phenomena coming through their reality, and it's a dot, and then it turns into a circle, and it gets bigger and bigger, and then it starts getting smaller and smaller, and then it turns into a dot, and then it goes away. And they have no way to interpret that reality. Well, what happened is their reality ran into a ball. A ball came through their reality, and since it could only manifest in two dimensions for them, all they could see was a circle. They could not see the sphere. And uh, so if you take that as a good model for our difficulty when we're in three dimensions trying to look at four, uh, yeah, or five, uh, we're going to have a, a terrible time doing it. What do you think the outcome for this particular year, as, and, and, and I know that time is not really here, but what do you, what do you see for us at a planetary level and the people on it during the rest of this year of 2021 and 2022? What do you see in those Akashic records, or what do you see from the God source that's happening right now and what will continue to happen? I certainly see the, the the pandemic fading away. Um, sad to say, I, I think you know it's it's been so politicized that uh, we're going to have continuing echoes of the pandemic, even if it's in reality not not a severe risk anymore than you know any other flu that we would normally see as a seasonal flu. Um, I think spiritual wise. Uh, where people are going, um, I think when they get some breathing room and they they get to the point where, whew, you know, dodge that bullet. Um, <laughs> I think a, a lot of people are going to uh, reevaluate what they think about our financial systems, our governmental systems, uh, even our spiritual systems. Um, I know, you know, traditional uh, Western church attendance uh, continues to be problematic and continues to drop for most of the mainstreams. And we have also seen where they've gotten tied up in knots in their their own uh, schisms, uh, like in the Episcopal Church or the Catholic Church, over uh, having uh, gay clergy, gay bishops, female gay bishops, you know, boy, that's, that really takes you over the edge. Uh, 
you know, those types of things. And so it's, it's caused splits in the churches between uh, very conservative ranks and very liberal ranks. And uh, the Catholic Church still has theirs coming, I think, where they, they keep dancing around issues about, you know, having married clergy, having, having women in the clergy, things like that, which, you know, with all their difficulties with uh, the, the pedophilia stuff, you just say, gosh, you, you really need to come up with a healthier system that's more likely to uh, lower the odds that you may have some of the wrong kind of people come into the clergy for the wrong reasons. But uh, I think a lot of people are going to do a, sort of a lot of reevaluation. Um, you know, I look at Europe, and you know, some of the countries in Europe are still having a rough time with all this uh, and uh, with their controls. And then poor India. Uh, gosh, my heart yeah. just goes out to them in the past week or two with their crisis of uh, just unbridled uh, spread of it, uh, of the COVID, and um, their hospitals are busting at the seams and they, they have no oxygen tanks. And uh, just, uh, well, you know, everybody, anybody listening to this show, you know, if you just close your eyes for a moment and, and send the energy to India to, to help them heal and recover from uh, from this COVID spike they're having and uh, for miraculous supplies of uh, oxygen cylinders to suddenly appear uh, where they need them. Uh, they, they need all the help they can get. So uh, I, I think this is going to cause a lot of people just to uh, rethink their spirituality, rethink their their reliance on outside sources um, and, and where they want to go. And so I'm, I think we might be seeing some major spiritual and governmental shifts on the planet. And, um, you know, it may be time to correct things. Uh, the best we can hope is that it doesn't turn into uh, something that's done, you know, with violence uh, or, you know, armed rebellion, things like that. Yeah, I was a little concerned. I came up again having my Zoom class, and my husband had talked about another recent shooting that we've had and of a young black man, and I went in the kitchen, got myself um, a cup of coffee, and just think, wow, you know, it's going to be interesting as we watch this uh, phenomenon uh, take place, and I think we're all here to take a look at ourselves and have a radical truth of where we've been, where we are, and where we want to be. And I do believe, just as you said, when we send energy, we are alchemists and we can alchemize uh, outcomes. And I don't think people understand the power that they have to do that. So how would you suggest to our listeners of how to really integrate and internalize that they have alchemy powers to change the world for the better. Because I know some can use it for not so good, but how can they use or connect with that to use it as an alchemy to change even their lives or the world? I think it starts with uh, the first is... uh, I think one of the most powerful statements in the Bible is the kingdom of God is within. And I think that applies to everybody that uh, I don't see you, uh, you meaning, you know, listeners, individuals, I don't see you as being something ever separated from God. I I believe that that's an illusion just to help you live uh, 
a fancy-free life here until you start reconnecting with the Creator and start understanding your relationship again. I, I believe that we are the, the sense organs of the Creator, so to speak. We are extensions of that consciousness to go out and experience and be co-creators. And when you start acknowledging and accepting the fact that you are co-creating your reality, you are uh, setting it up for what happens to you, for what happens to people around you, uh, both good and bad, and you start accepting the fact that hmm, I, I can create opportunities for myself. I, uh, I can meet my desires. I, and not just, oh, I want to be a millionaire, that type of desire, but the, the things where uh, I'm looking for a healthy family. I'm looking for uh, a good job that's enjoyable. I'm looking for uh, pleasant bosses and things like that. Will you still have disappointments? Of course. Uh, do you still have some karmic lessons to learn? Probably, you know, lessons that were part of your life chart when you decided to take on this incarnation. Absolutely. But uh, just like somebody said, you know, um, are you stuck with what's on your horoscope? No. You can use free will and ultimately uh, do your work to change the energy. And so you are not tied down and, and pinned to this earth with your, your natal horoscope. Uh, the same thing is true on your circumstances. And as you begin to appreciate that you can change your reality, now you can start saying, hmm, I've got this connection with uh, the creator. It's energetic. It's not simplistic. It's not uh, the guy with the white beard sitting on the throne who uh, capriciously passes out rewards and punishments. No, it's it's the creator that's sincerely interested in each and every one of us to see what are we going to do with our small area and then what are we going to do collectively with the big areas? And I, I think it's uh, you, you're blessed with the capability as you learn how to develop this and to have an appreciation for how you fit into this reality that, yes, you can go out and change reality for the big things. Um, a great book called uh, The Field by Lynn McTaggart, and it's been followed up by a couple more books by her. They followed some of these meditation experiments where people have had group meditations uh, to do things like uh, create more peace in a major city. And they found statistically significant effects from a group of people meditating. And the other thing they found is it seems that the effect is logarithmic, or I'm sorry, not logarithmic, but exponential, based on the number of people meditating. So uh, two or three people is good. Ten people is great. And it's much more than three times three people. And 100 people might be a 1,000 times the, the three people. It, it goes up that rapidly. And uh, accepting the fact that you do have this energy within you that is connected to the universe and you can make these things happen. And um, I'm not very keen on a form of prayer where you, you, you go and you, you plead your case and you, you grovel before uh, an image of the creator that I think is fairly basic and say, oh, please, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, but would you do this one little thing for me? Would you give me a jelly bean? Um, I'm not very keen on that type of prayer. I'm much more open to this concept that I'm going to get into communion with uh, the creator, and I'm going to look at uh, the reality as best I can, and 
I, uh, as I continue to work with this, I will probably move up in, in understanding and comprehension. And uh, day by day, as I meditate and I make this connection, I can become much more effective as an instrument of the Creator to go out and do uh, essentially divine work that affects the planet in a very positive way. So uh, to me, that's, uh, I think, a more healthy viewpoint of what the Creator is. I, I don't buy into uh, uh, sending people to hell when they've, they've sinned and things like that. I, you know, would I chop off my little finger if it uh, did something I disagreed with and, and send it to a, a fiery hell? No, you know, it's part of me. I'm going to say, hmm, if my little finger did something that I don't agree with, I'm going to try to work with that little finger to help it understand how it fits into the system and to help it recuperate. And uh, so I, 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 I just don't uh, very much agree with the concept of uh, internal damnation or punishment or uh, irredeemable sins, anything like that. I would agree. I remember the first time, and I bet you you remember the first time that I was on your show, and I said, well, Dave, what do you do? <laughs> remember this? Yes, I do. I go to hell and release people. And I said, oh, well, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Because it was so interesting when you said, I mean, we're co-creating all the time. And so I did go to my teacher and say, well, do you think that's correct? And Christina Rowe says, absolutely, that's correct. You're creating and creating and creating. So tell our listeners what what that is. When you said, I, I go into hell and I release people from that illusion or reality or whatever you are. Explain to our listeners what that is and how you do that. Yeah. Um, if that's a question. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, a number of years ago, I in one of my meditations, when I was uh, meditating very intensively and getting lots of uh, coaching and training and downloads, uh, I was taken to the courtyard of a castle, and they opened up a trap door uh, in the middle of the dirt of the, the courtyard, and we ended up going down... Uh, stairways into a dank corridor, sort of like a dungeon corridor, walked down the corridor a ways and came to a big, solid, heavy wood door. And uh, I was with spirit guides, and we unlocked the door and opened it, and there's a person in there being tortured, uh, tortured severely, you know, whipped on uh, various devices, who knows. But obviously, you know, they were not having a good time. It wasn't fun. And I, I said, okay, what am I supposed to understand from this? You know, you're showing me this. And they said, well, this person died, and they believed in hell. They had an image of hell, which you're seeing, and they believed that based on their actions in life, they belonged here. And so essentially the creative force, the the creator says, yes, okay. You know, you've already uh, made your choice. Um, And uh, who am I to turn you down if you want to be a co-creator and you want to create this? And so they're in their own hell. Uh, What happens here? Typically, people are in those for three to 500 years, and then they ask a question one day while they're they're being whipped, saying, um, you know, frankly, you know, this is getting kind of old. Uh, You know, is this it? And an angel steps in and says, no, this isn't it. 
you, you could have asked out of this anytime you wanted. Are you ready to go? And uh, the person said, well, he, well yeah, and they, they, they take him to the spiritual plane. Well, they wanted to get away from that sort of time delay and, and all that psychic angst of these people being in that position. And they said, Dave, we want you to develop uh, essentially a process for repatriating these people to the spiritual plane. And so I just kind of winged it, and uh, so I uh, got the person out of uh, the position of being in torture, uh, got them cleaned up, fresh, uh, fresh robe, walked them through a door that I created in the side, uh, side wall into what looked like a, a corporate boardroom with a great big table and soft plush carpet and soft lights, had them sit down one side of the table with a, a great big fresh glass of water, and we sat down on the other side and started to explain it to them that this hell was an illusion that they created. And to prove it to them, uh, I came up with another flourish where uh, there's a torch in a sconce on the wall, and I had the person stand up and take the torch and go open the door and look through it, and they expected to see the room they just come from. And that room was no longer there. It was just a, a black void. And so they put the torch back on. I said, now do you understand that that room is an illusion that you created? And they, they started to get the picture. And then we had some spiritual beings come, escort them back to the spiritual plane, and help them go through uh, some, uh, uh, oh, I'll say large group meetings, uh, depending on uh, the needs of reconciling with uh, people who may have hurt them when they're on earth or people that they may have victimized when they were on earth, uh, people where they would have hard feelings and help them reconcile. Because uh, when you go to the spiritual plane and you get repatriated with your memories, you get a knowledge of what your goals were for the lifetime you just had, you go through a life review where you see all the the pluses and minuses of, of what you did and what you accomplished. Uh, those people in the spiritual plane are, are much, much more understanding than people who uh, don't go to the spiritual plane right away and just have sort of their their earth life uh, understanding of spirituality, which is, spirituality, which is usually rather backwards. And uh, so I, I started doing that work, and then I found out that there were also other groups uh, due to misunderstanding of what limbo meant or purgatory. Uh, I started uh, working with groups there and training other people to work with groups there to take those folks up back to the spiritual plane. Um, but there, there are a lot of people who, um, and, and this is one of those things that's uh, uh, sad, it was, uh, is nicely portrayed in that uh, Robin Williams movie, uh, What Dreams May Come where at one point he steps off a boat in the dark area, and uh, as he steps onto the bank of the river, it's muddy. He looks down. The mud is filled with people who are up to their, their uh, necks in the mud, just kind of looking around wondering, where am I? What should I be doing? Can you help me? Um, and these uh, kind of represent people who uh, have no sense of spirituality in their life, they haven't done anything that would send them to a hell. They didn't even have an image of a hell to go to. Uh, but they don't have any concept of a heaven to sort of open a doorway for them to get into the heaven that we would call paradise, uh, you know, a great place to live. Uh, they, they don't have any image of that. And so they, they kind of get stuck in these gray lands, these dismal lands. And there's a lot of people on the spiritual plane 
who have service projects to go down and periodically visit these folks, lecture to them, talk to them, help them try to evolve to the point where uh, they can come into the, the full glory of the, the spiritual plane and accept the fact that they belong there. Uh, but a lot of them, again, they've created their own reality. I, I don't know what to expect. And so they're, they're in a dismal place that has no imagination about what a heaven might look like. Interesting. So you and I have had also in our creation successful marriages, long-term successful marriages. You and I have created and manifested children and grandchildren. Does your wife, do you think, understand who you are and what you do? And maybe they never figure that totally out, but... So does she know who you are and what you do? Do the grandchildren know that? Do your children know that? Because many people ask me, how would you ever get your husband to go along with your work? And I do believe in the art of manifestation and, again, my energetic offering. And that's why I love talking to you because you're a kind of a matter-of-fact kind of a person. You don't come off as arrogant or like, ooh, and um, so does your wife know who you are and what you do and your children and your grandchildren? Uh, my wife has uh, a somewhat moderate view in depth of who I am and, and what I do, and uh, she's happy to let me do it and be supportive. Um, yep. She's known ever since we met in high school that I was going to be doing, you know, uh, very advanced things, whatever I, I put my mind to, whether it was engineering and, and working on spacecraft or uh, building our house or, you know, scuba diving, becoming a, a pilot, whatever I did, you know, I would I would do it to the do it to the brim and. So she she just accepts it. Uh, she has her own form of spirituality, and uh, she's very happy going to uh, Mile High Church here, which is one of the biggest churches in the country for the the Ernest Holmes uh, Science of Mind uh, uh, program. And uh, I attend with her frequently. And uh, but my my daughter understands uh, what I do spiritually. My son-in-law, who's also an electrical engineer. Um, it's funny one time he was he's had some some health challenges but one of them was uh, he was having a lot of pains in his wrists and uh, I did some remote work on him and he got relief and then we run into each other you know, where we're taking uh, all the grandkids out to a restaurant or something and he goes uh, gee Dave uh, could you do some more of that uh, woo woo stuff on my hands <laughs> which you know I, I think it was uh, you know a major milestone for him to be able to describe it and ask for it, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my grandkids are, are all little psychic geniuses, but um, there's been no attempt to, they haven't shown it in a way where my, my daughter has said, oh my goodness, you need to talk to your, your grandson. He's uh, he's seen dead people walking through his bedroom. I, I haven't had that experience happen yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do believe that they're, they're all gifted. I I uh, test a lot of people. Um, I have a worksheet on helping people to determine what their latent uh, psychic or intuitive gifts are in, in about 35 areas. And 
one of the ones that shows up so much for so many people, especially when I work at the, uh, the metaphysical fairs, is clairaudience. And uh, that to me is one of the indications that we're reaching a point for a major vibrational shift is so many people, whether they know what it is or can even describe it, they are clairaudient. They are getting auditory messages in their head in their own voice and they don't know what to make of it other than they know they didn't create the message. Uh, in some cases yeah. they get warnings, in some cases they get advice, in some cases they get answers to questions. Um, but I think we're, uh, well, I, I'm seeing probably two-thirds of the people that I test, you know, people just off the street, they've never, uh, they, they can't even spell tarot, and they, they come in and, you know, I find out that the other natural clear audience. And so uh, I, I think the spiritual plane is doing this deliberately so that it sort of has a, uh, like a public address system that can get in everybody's heads and, and pass out information. So if people are looking for their purpose or their place or growth or awakening within them, then mm-hmm. and, or helping them read their Akashic records or clearing houses or entities from themselves, you are the place to go. You're kind of like I, a Walmart. I can help in a lot of areas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can get anything at Walmart. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or Amazon Dave, yeah. Yeah, or Amazon, yeah. That's even better than Walmart. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, so when, when coast to coast, uh, I think we probably talked about this, when it boomed in coast to coast, what was the majority of your phone calls for when people wanted to see you? I would say uh, it was almost 50-50 between the the – the entity and energy clearing uh, versus a mix of the other services. Uh, I had a special on Coast to Coast where I, I gave a, a discounted deal for the, the metaphysical gifts worksheet uh, session. And uh, so I had a lot of people uh, come in for that, and uh, I did put a time limit on that so it didn't just go forever. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, uh, that was very popular too. A lot of people, A lot of people go to fairs or other places, and somebody says, you're so psychic, you know, you should be on this side of the table doing readings. And the person says, doing readings how? I don't know what I'm good at. And uh, that's where uh, that's one of the reasons I developed this worksheet to, to help people determine uh, what their natural gifts are if they want to develop them. Wow. I think that's great. I think that's great. Well, what would be the very last message you'd like to give to our listeners um, as we walk through this? time of great change and evolution upon our planet? Uh, don't take it so seriously. You know, go out there and have fun. Uh, don't look at it as being punished. Look at it as an opportunity to uh, to help people and to sort of shine in your own right and uh, quit listening to the media. You know, uh, you know un- disconnect from, from all this stuff that just is so much naysaying. Uh, there's so many people out there who are so many, so many good people out there doing so many great things, and all we ever hear is some negative. So uh, uh, unplug from that and uh, go out there and spread some joy. Oh, thank you, thank you. So where can our listeners get a hold of you, Dave, if they want to work with you to figure out what their next steps is, steps are, and where they go in their spiritual growth, or if they want to release from... Or clearing from their house or their 
And yeah, I, I would recommend going to my website, uh, www.davethemystic.com. I actually have some little short video clips there that you can tap into where I explain what I do in the, in the different services. And there's a, a little mailer window there, a little widget that you can click on and send me a message that just says, uh, hi, uh, I'm interested in this, or I'd like to schedule an appointment for this. Uh, I don't have a, a scheduler on my website. I, I handle that one-on-one, -on -one, and I usually try to respond within a day or two uh, when I get an inquiry. So uh, that's probably the best way. Good, good, good. Well, I thank you for this interview. I thank you for being in this dimension with me tonight at this moment, at this time, and co-creating this program with me and giving this information out to all of our listeners. I so appreciate talking to you because uh, uh, there's a positive tone to it, and I, and I love it. I love the last suggestion that just don't take life so seriously. Go out and have some fun. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that's what I tell people to do. So, <laughs> well, we will certainly put your uh, connection on our website at the Hope Interface Center. And for all of our listeners, I thank you for joining us tonight. And if you want to connect with the Hope Interface Center, you can go to our website of www.hopeinterfacecenter.com and get information and classes and groups that we have there, too. And we will also have this uh, recorded in our archives. So if you are listening to it tonight uh, and you think, wow, I want to listen again today at the Mystic, it will be saved for you on our archives if you listen to it and you think someone else would appreciate and perhaps gain um, a gem of wisdom, certainly direct them our way and uh, just go into our archives and get this um, to you as soon as we can. So I thank you, Dave, for joining us tonight. I, you have a wonderful rest of this pink moon that we are in, and uh, <laughs> it's quite extraordinary. I saw it last night. Did you see it in Colorado? Yes, we did. We're, yeah. we're, we're rainy tonight, though, so we're probably not going to get it tonight. Yeah, yeah. And you have a fabulous, fabulous time on your trip with all your brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah. uh, it was a joy to be here with you. I, I so enjoyed talking to you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. That's Dave the Mystic, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Pure Hope Show. Good night and namaste, namaste, namaste until we meet again. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true. <laughs>